this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. We are just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here in Central Texas, or 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. My name is TJ Graney, veteran outdoor journalist and founder of Kids Outdoor Zone, KOZ, co-managing the ranch with me as always, Cody Ryan. And Beefsteak is not in the house. Yeah, that's beef just steak. Me. And beefsteak is not in the house. He is, uh, I think he may be traveling to Tennessee, something like that. I'm not real sure, but, uh, you know, he's a traveling man. But we're here and love for you to follow us all week long at theoutdoorzone.com. You can check out our social media there. You can find out about us individually. And uh, I just got in from uh idaho and washington state where it was beautiful they're having a late fall there they the leaves are still changing colors a lot of people told me hey i was supposed to be done by now but it wasn't it was it was fabulous even though so i was inside a, most of the time you send a picture last night you send a picture from the airport in vegas you had a layover in vegas and you said you oh, just yeah. burned through seven dollars at the slot That's machine, it, dude. It was so funny because I was, I thought, okay, I'm in Las Vegas. I got a little bit of time. I'm gonna at least drop a couple of bucks in a slot machine. If I don't hit it big, I'm not <laughs> not spending more than seven dollars. And I had a guy walk up at the gate, and he saw that our plane got delayed thirty minutes. And he goes, "Oh, go spend some more money." Turn around, <laughs> went back drop another 20 or 50 or man, I had, there was people in the airport sliding hundred dollar bills in the quarter machines. Oh yeah. That's a piece of cake. You got to play the odds, baby. You got to have I enough spins the, to win. The airport's Spin to the win. worst place. Spin to win. No. What do you think sucks you back? The odds are probably good in the airport. I would imagine the odds would be better in an airport because then it brings you back. Right? No. I think they're just getting you the last little drops of blood you have left. <laughs> well, I did see what I was going to say was that picture that you sent last night after you said that uh, of a couple of slot machines or whatever. If you zoom in, there's a guy uh, with his wallet open. I sent you oh, back the you, That was from that picture I sent? Yeah, I thought it was just a meme you found somewhere. No, all I did was zoom in on your picture, and there's a guy with his wallet open, looking in his wallet, spread open. You know how you pull the wallet out and you unfold it and you open it up to pull cash out. Well, he's got it opened up, going to pull cash out of it. But there's... oh, I thought he was staring in there, going like, "Oh my gosh, it's nah, all gone." <laughs> yeah, either way. <laughs> Either way, he I thought it was funny that it happened to be in the picture you sent. So I, I thought, thought maybe pulled, that's why you sent the picture. You're taking sneaking a picture of this guy that's just burned through all of his cash or something. No. Say hey, I, have you I'm glad I don't live any closer to a place that's you can legally gamble. I will say that because I like I like to gamble. It it makes my adrenaline go. 
uh, it gets me, it brings out not the best in me. Although when I was with Mrs. Graney, like two months ago, I was speaking at a place and the lodging and they had us in an Indian casino and we just said, okay, well, we're here. And I said, well, here, spend 20 bucks. <laughs> you know, we're going to go, we're going to go big on this one. Here's 20. Oh and, man. Uh, she dropped down and spun twice and won 200 bucks or 300 bucks or something. And she looked at me and I said, cash that baby out. Come on, let's, let's get go. out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's leave while we're on top. Let's take that back to McBride's. McBride's guns and get us some ammo, stock up our ammo pile. With the way society's founding in our right stone guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops, the ones we trust with our constitutional rights. That's McBride's guns. They're family owned and operated local full service firearm dealer. Plus, they got all your ammunition. They can get you anything that you're looking for. They can find it. They have it or will find it. I guarantee it. You'll find them in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You give them a call, 512-472-3532. That's 512-472-3532. Or check them out online, McBride's Guns. Because McBride's Guns, you know, they're our hometown gun shop. Uh, so, I thought have, this was an interesting topic you had listed here. And I hadn't dug into it. I know you said dig into it, and I had had it saved since I noticed it come across my uh, worldwide web portals of information um, and hadn't dug into it. I don't know if you have a ton, but I had it uh, saved in my stuff to read and hadn't gotten into it yet, but then noticed you had it in the in the show stuff as well that Texas Parks and Wildlife proposes a statewide deer carcass disposal rule, which I thought. Okay. Oh, and, and I got to, we, we go I, I think it's going to be, I, I think this is a topic that we can't short on for this segment. I think we're going to have to go come back to it at an, on another episode because they're, they're having, there first of all i didn't know cwd was still a big deal in texas that it was still out there that putting the smack down on deer herds i don't know that it's, i don't know that it's been a big deal yet ever to be honest with you well it's been a big out, deal some of the deer farmers and ranchers out there that have had the deer farms millions with, of dollars worth of deer put well, down the captive Captivated, you know, the high fence deer are the only places where I believe they've found it and and or come from captive deer, which they call captive deer, which we can do here in Texas. But I, I mean, still, the numbers of places that had any CWD, I'm not sure has really been a massive amount. Now they've killed a lot of deer. Well, and what they're talking about in this, in this proposal is that anybody that shoots a deer, what I got now, I'll, I'm okay to be corrected on this and we're going to dig into it. We'll, we'll do it on an upcoming episode, but they're, they're telling you, they're giving you all these different things that you have to do after you clean your deer 
You right. have to how you dispose of the bones. Some of it, well, one of I'm the proposals is you have to bury it three feet in the ground. Well, and I guess I'm I'm guessing the idea, right, would be that it's because you have things like buzzards and coyotes and things that can carry that carcass or meat around and transfer it to other areas. Therefore, the potential to transfer CWD through buzzards and coyotes and things like that right i mean well, that's the that, idea one of the other one of the other proposals is throw your carcass in a dumpster and so, and, so you're gonna have people taking their deer their clean deer carcass and they're throwing it in a dumpster and said must be an approved cwd approved dumpster facility like the disposal facility and i'm like <laughs> This is going to be a train wreck. Well, and and what happens to your populations of your of your buzzards and your coyotes and things like that that are in a lot of ways, I mean, they we kill how many? A million deer a year here in Texas? A million and I, a half? I don't see 2 million deer. I don't we feed see 2 million predators, scavengers. I mean, I, that's a they're lot saying, of they're saying meat. gut them, gut them, and meet them in the field on the ranch where you're at. Gut them and meet them in the field where you're at. And then the carcass, then they give you three ways to get rid of the, the remaining pieces. And it just seemed very, uh, and one of them is, I, I think one of them is you can, leave it on the at the ranch you can take the whole deer to a processor that is a uh, unskinned you know just gut it leave drop the guts on the ground where you're hunting and then come back and, and take the rest of the deer to an approved uh, processor anyway th there's a bunch of stuff out there that tex parks and wildlife is proposing which is i i'm sure there's rules and regulations in other states that have had to deal with things like uh with this cwd um but well there's actual, anyway I, it just, there's actual public populations of cwd in some other states that they've found but I don't, i'm not sure that it's that big a deal here in texas at this point but at the same time i just i have a hard time believing this is the method to solve it and i think there's they're just proposals right now they're going to meet november 1st through 2nd to uh talk about this so maybe those that may understand this whole thing better will talk about it but also uh you know there's still time to act and get and your I know, voice heard on that and i know beef is tracking on this too you know he digs in deep on this stuff so we'll get we'll get beefsteak disco in on this in a conversation near future, but Hey, you're not going to get to the ranch. If you don't, if your truck ain't running, right. It just ain't going to happen. And we trust our buddies over at sun automotive family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978, each and every person at sun auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do. And they want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You can follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials. 
locations around Central Texas are 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road 620. They're all over the U.S., by the way. I saw one in Houston the other day when I was in Houston. So find a location near you at sunautoservice.com, sunautoservice.com, our family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company. Everyone's favorite Peter report coming up next. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You know you can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. Fix me some coffee. All right. Welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network or 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. TJ Granny here. I want to make sure you know about Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Nile Maxwell Supercenter wants you to know that their inventory was not affected by any of the recent hailstorms. They're a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram dealer with uh, no dings or dents, with something you won't find anywhere else. And at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, you've got the trucks that are protected forever. Their inventory is uh, never been this big they got the 2023 1500 quad caps they got crew caps and they have the heavy duty rams both the 2500 and the hard to find 3500s they have the largest inventory of ram trucks in all of central texas their inventory has never been this big and nobody will beat a nile maxwell deal for expert for the best selection and Niles promise to beat any competitor's price, go see the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. They're 620 and 183 in Austin or online anytime at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Now it's time for your Peter Report. <laughs> They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. So, traumatizing children? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's go to where we can find the most the the biggest number of children and families and let's do something just to traumatize them you're being as sar- sarcastic as best we sarcastic. can La- if you wouldn't eat a dog why would you eat a pig a turkey or a cow that's the food thought PETA supporters will be serving up on saturday as they barbecue a lifelike dog on the las vegas strip while other animal allies hand out free vegan starter kits and kids guides to animal rights so and i sent you this picture over cr of what mm-hmm. that looked like and it is it's like a golden retriever and they left the skin on the fur and stuff on the head part and the body 
is there and they have it on a on a fake grill and a guy in a in an apron with the with the I think what they made was like out of like sausages or something. They made this dog looking thing. It looks like a dog. It does. Like a full size golden retriever on the grill and the heads on there and and what they're doing is like you're gonna leave the dog like you're gonna leave the head on something you're barbecuing. Hey, the deal is a little child walking by that is gonna be traumatized. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Really. And that's what made me mad was look, hey, I'll go toe to toe with you. Let's just be grown ups and let's go toe to toe. You know, uh I'll be happy to in a fight, you do that while while you're wearing while while you're standing there at that grill with your Nike Chinese child labor tennis shoes on, with plastic tips on your shoestrings and rubber bottoms, and all that encompasses, and that nice leather belt that you just happen to have on good looking fella there uh yeah just man it it's it really i i just i just don't want to spend a lot of energy on those kind of things if i was to walk up on one it would really man it wouldn't be good i was in las vegas yesterday too so well i'm i mean they're terrorists they're a terrorist organization they don't care about how it makes your kids feel. They don't care about how it makes anything feel other than they want the most extreme representation of something that grabs your attention. And it doesn't matter how sick it is. It doesn't matter who it hurts, who it disturbs. Uh, They don't care. They don't care about any of that. They don't care about the animals. They care about your dollars, getting your dollars out of you. And uh, they do a good job of that. There's a lot of incredibly sad people in this world that donate lots of money to this uh, guy barbecuing this fake dog in Las Vegas. I'll tell you. What does it solve? What does it solve? I'll tell you, though. What does it solve? Trump Trump put out a, a text or a whatever x or uh tweet uh yesterday or the day before and everybody's mad at him because he said yeah those terrorists terrorists are smart and uh and everybody's tearing him apart saying oh but he's in in some way and so my thought is these PETA guys this kind of thing right here they got us talking about them they got they got Five minutes from us on the air, they they know how to get attention. They're they're not stupid about that. My uh, my issue comes with the act, though. What have they done? And it just drives me crazy that there's nothing that they can, nothing they do, nothing. None of the press that comes out is of action. So that actually solves anything. No, it's no, all, no, 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 no. They're it's not. It's all a marketing. Yeah, firm. it's just a, That's, a PR. It's a money firm. grab. So I'll tell you what was interesting. I was at the where I 
park my car, my truck at the airport. I picked it up last night and, uh, and I saw this feral cat run across the parking lot and I said, Hey, I, and then I saw a raccoon at the place where I keep my truck and the, and the girl driving the little van that was taking me on truck said, Oh yeah, we got lots of cats here. We got like 25 of them and we feed them all the time. And I said, Oh really? And she goes, yeah. And this, the one cat, the, the, our main cat, her name is zoom. And she's had like five or six litters and we love to feed them. We love them. And I just thought that is the nastiest thing. If they get up in your car or they do something. And she said, uh, she said, yeah. I said, well, you know, the city of Austin has a program where you can, they'll come out and they'll get them and they'll neuter them, but they'll bring them right back. And she goes, oh, I know. And we're trying to get them to do that because we want the cats here. And I'm like, Are they going to spray in your truck? I'm just not going to. I just could not have any more. I just was. It was one o'clock in the morning. I had no energy left (laughs) to try it. To just. And that was, you know, I get it. It's cute. There's like a little kitty. I get it. It's cute. Uh, But five litters, 25 cats. In a parking lot. Cat lady. Ugh, cat lady gross. now works at the car parking lot i don't know that i could i don't know that i could park my vehicle there anymore just well they're not going to get up inside my vehicle well they will they will they might Absolutely. get up underneath they'll got, get up under they'll get up under your hood they'll get up in your motor and so i going to start their motor one day and little little kitty cat's going to get grinded up into little chunklets well, and then the smell that you got to deal with, with burning cat on your engine <laughs> for how long? Ugh, that's the worst. I've that's had like, that happen. I've had that happen. That's like that uh, one road out here. There's a old country road out here where for like a week you could drive by this area where I finally figured out that it was a buzzard that had been hit and was on the side of the road. And about for a mile stretch on that road, it's like, it was a week. I drove by there every day for a week and it was turn off the AC, no airflow in the vehicle, keep the windows up. And like, I punched it as fast as I could <laughs> for that mile stretch. To well, get how come, do you ever think like there's a, there's some areas I go by, uh, and somebody told me that the smell of the human body decaying is different than an animal. Well, of course. Yeah. I've never smelled that. And thank, thank God, thank goodness. And, uh, thank you to our first responders that deal with so much. Um, but you don't ever think like maybe there's a dead person over in the ditch you're driving by and you stop and look. I wasn't stopping in that smell. And you wouldn't have either. I'm just telling you. I'm glad I found out it was a buzzard, though. You know, I maybe find, it I find you know, I find stuff on the old back road all the time that's uh-huh. dead, that's nasty. There was something back there in a in a feed bag the other day, and yeah, it was like I I rarely get to where I'm gagging. Yeah, but it was gag level. Yeah, 
It was gag yeah, this level. Is, it's weird. I think it was an hey, old feral cat. I don't know how this leads into it, but to keep yourself out of a feed bag and from smelling, <laughs> you should sign up for Altrua Health Share. Keep yourself and your Be family healthy. safe and That's healthy. Right. Uh, my family and I are protected. I full, fully believe in the health share method. They are not insurance. I'm required to tell you that Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. I've been covered by Altrua now for a couple of years. I wouldn't have it any other way. HealthShare is the way to go. Basically, members contribute each month to a membership escrow account, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. That's literally how simple it is. And you can find out how much you can save. Maybe you're just not happy with your health health uh, care provider. Maybe you're you're looking for a change or a way to save some money. Find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, Altrua Health Share, where we care for one another. All right, we've got your Armed Citizens Report coming up. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse, and you can catch us. 24-7-365 at com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the Bank of Choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, and operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. There's 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank keystone.bank for all the information we love our buddies over at keystone bank we love doing banking with our friends some we know who we talk who we're talking to when we call the bank it's a great thing experience the value of community banking where local matters keystone bank keystone bank keystone bank keystone dot bank there you go you got it hey come now on now for our armed citizens report Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. This was out of uh, Beaumont, Texas. An intruder was stopped in his tracks by an elderly couple when the forced went when the forced entry alerted them to his presence and they responded with gunfire, the homeowner was woken up by his wife to someone breaking into their house. 
and obtained a firearm to defend them. The suspect was in the process of breaking a glass patio door with a lawn chair to gain entry into the home of the elderly couple around midnight on the evening of uh, May 19th. Pounding on the glass door, uh, woke up the wife, 77 years old, who went to investigate and saw the suspect attempting to break in. She woke up her husband, who grabbed a gun as he feared for their safety. He warned the suspect to stop and that he was armed, which didn't deter the intruder and having a reasonable fear for their safety, firing, hitting the man. The alleged burglar continued forcing his way into the home, prompting the couple to flee through the front door and call police from the front lawn. When police arrived, they found a trail of blood leading to a bathroom where the suspect was unconscious in a pool of blood from a wound to the extremities. Officers applied a tourniquet at the scene, saving the suspect's life. There was no charges filed against the elderly couple. I'm pretty proud of them. Yeah. It's a way to handle it for sure. Well, what else, what else do you do? I mean, that, that was a double homicide waiting to happen. Oh, easy. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That that guy was at the wrong house at the wrong time. Yeah. Pushed the Uh, wrong doorbell. I wanted to uh, bring to light something else, switching gears on you here, but a uh, new survey shows Americans spent $394 billion participating in hunting, fishing, and wildlife-associated activities in 2022. So $394 billion is a pretty good chunk of change. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies today released the results. This is earlier this week. Of the 2022 National Survey of Fishing, Hunting, and Wildlife Associated Recreation. Uh, the survey coordinated by the service shows that U.S. residents over the age of 16 took over 1.7 billion trips in 2022. That's 1.7 billion trips in 2022 to participate in outdoor outdoor activities like hunting, fishing, wildlife uh, watching recreational boating and target shooting in doing so outdoor enthusiasts spend an estimated 394 billion dollars on equipment travel licenses and fees last year alone think about it that doesn't include fuel flights well i guess travel but i bet it doesn't include i mean it there's they can't a lot take of into account. pieces just going yeah. to the grocery store and feed, filling up your feed just, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, going to the grocery store and filling up your ice chest in those boxes in the back of your truck that you're taking out to the deer lease or out to elk camp or to the duck blind. I mean, there's a lot of Vienna sausages that aren't calculated in that. I don't think. $394 billion alone, even though a lot of that's not calculated as we know can't be calculated for that alone that number alone i mean that's but that's a substantial number that can i mean shoot there's countries that live i'd like to i'd still like to look at uh 
I'd still like to look and see what we did in 2020, 2021. Uh, I'm guessing though, your license sales, and we'll need to look it up. I'm guessing your hunting license sales continues to drop. Even though you got a lot of people going outside doing stuff, I'm guessing your hunting license sales has dropped. 148 million U.S. residents watched wildlife in 2022, while 40 million residents went fishing and 14.4 million hunted. That means roughly 57% of Americans 16 years or older participated in wildlife watching, 15% fished, and 6% hunted. What is wildlife watching? I think that would include like, you know, your wildlife viewing or uh, probably like driving down the street and you see a deer and you go, okay, that's one click. No, I don't think it's got to be. It's got to be an activity where you go with a group of people and you go, okay, we're going wildlife watching. Well, like whale watching or or (laughs) dolphin, the dolphin boats that go out. I know, but that's so minor. That's not, there's not, there's not a hundred thousand people that do that. Maybe we got to dig in to see what that's not a hundred thousand people defined. Yeah. 148 million people. Yeah. Bird watchers. That's a big deal. And I wonder how many of those are, are counted twice. Like every time you, you drive through the park. How many, and I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's a collection of how many people went to, uh, visitors went to the national parks or something. Maybe they, we, we no. need to figure out how that's calculated, but I'm guessing, I'm guessing hunting license sales has continued to fall. It had well, a spike during COVID. It yeah. was on decline. It had a spike during COVID and then it dropped back off. That's why I was saying that I I was thinking there would be a lot of deer guns on on sale, secondhand deer guns, stuff like that. But with everything going on now, I I think the used firearm market's probably not going to be a real big thing. Yeah, it's everybody's going to want to keep them, keep them, keep them around. Yeah, kind of keep them around. And we know with all that's, I've been wanting to say this, with all that's going on in the world here on the outdoor zone, there are times when we dive into that stuff that may be happening around us and politically uh, driven statements and ideals. But typically we try and steer away from a lot of that to give you an out. I know during the, the COVID years, we, we had a, you know, we had an agreement amongst ourselves as we were doing the show that we we didn't want to dive into COVID, 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 because that's what the rest of the world was having to deal with. We were trying to give you an outlet. So a lot of times, as much as I want to, and a lot of a lot of times make comments or or dive into certain things. Or it slips up. Or maybe it slips up, but different ide- ideas or you know, things going on in the world is we try and give you an outlet here that maybe is not just living in that, you know, the whole time, but actually kind of focus on some of these other things that are happening around, around us that, well, and uh, I, and that I, are more and outdoor I, related. And I'm glad you said that because I do want to 
just the one brief moment, and I thought maybe we'd do it at the end of the show, but we can do it now, is the stuff that's going on around this world, especially in Israel, the things that happened there, those horrific uh, things that happened there. Uh, I guarantee you our hearts are fully engaged, our our spirit and prayers and uh and it's a and it's a bad bad thing we're not we're not neglecting that i i I almost don't want to say something funny because there's so much tragedy in that over there or uh, you know there's things that like i don't want to post something that that takes away the fact that babies were slaughtered over there by some kind of creatures that came out of nowhere and uh and there's going to be heck to pay and there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of stuff it it's going to change our world in some ways and uh but but I was standing at the airport and it was Thursday and every, and I was a little concerned like what's going to happen on Friday the 13th but I'm standing at the airport and and it was packed People were moving around. They were in their flip-flops and shorts and they were going to Disney and they were going to visit grandma and they were going on business. I mean, it was packed. The world keeps spinning and we're not, and I, I don't want to be somebody who's not paying attention. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I want to, I want to pay attention. I want to know what's going on, but I also know that, um, our souls can only take so much and we need some rest, some relief, some joy, some happiness. And we're not, and we're not supposed to just be walking in this. You can pack your brain full of tragedy and horrible and mean and terrible stuff. You can pack your, just hold your phone in your hand and fill your brain. Uh, yeah, but we hope this away. time around the campfire in the bunkhouse is sometimes it just makes you think and makes you mad, makes you laugh. Um, cause we're just a bunch of old boys sitting around the bunkhouse and Hey, easy there. Not old. They're not all of us are old. So, well, I'm just an old guy sitting with some young guys around the campfire. Yeah, now we're talking, Hey, hey and, and when Tell you work about- hard, you sleep hard. That's Nothing right. beats that right mattress for turning sleep into a labor of love. And I'll tell you what, when I got home at one 30 last night and I slid into that factory mat slid on top of that factory mattress, they were I like, just- Hey, what are you doing in the store, pal? <laughs> factory mattress help you upgrade your downtime for less during the best sale ever. Rest with ease, free 0% financing for five years, free delivery set up, and they'll take that old mattress away too. Plus, you'll save more than ever before because Factory Mattress is paying all your sales tax. Don't mess the best sale ever going on now. Factory Mattress for the love of sleep. FactoryMattressTexas.com. FactoryMattressTexas.com. All right, coming up, we'll close this whole thing out on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse, and you can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. 
Welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the bunkhouse. Hey, I know. I'm just going to bring it in hot because I know TJ is a connoisseur of outdoor survival television ever since he... YouTube uh, mostly, but I do watch alone. I do watch alone. Mrs. Granny and I like that show. Well, you watch alone. You watch with Mrs. Granny. You watch all kinds of ways. Uh, But it started probably... That was a joke. You know, you watch alone. You watch it with somebody. Uh, (laughs) But there's a show called Alone. Oh, it was so funny. We were at at her sister's house, and they have a theater room, right? Right. And we were there, and uh, and her sister. We we're downstairs, and her sister said, "Well, y'all, y'all want to go watch something?" I said, "Hey, yeah, let's. We want to watch alone." And she goes, "Well, <laughs> okay, you can go up there. We, but just know our bedroom's below there." <laughs> and I, said, I said, "No, no. I mean the TV. Sh- I mean, okay, never mind. But I'm never sorry. mind. Stay away. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, I thought this was interesting. <laughs> I came across." Alaska Public Media says that filming of reality show near Petersburg could interfere with substance hunting. Outlast. I haven't heard of this one. Have you? Outlast? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I have. Is it the one? Is it's it like on 10 Netflix people go something? out and the first person, the last person standing wins the money. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah, like survival. alone. It's the same thing, I think. Yeah. That's what I was trying to yeah. figure yeah. out. Outlast is a survival show where contestants are dropped in the Alaskan wilderness to compete for $1 million cash, which I thought, man, this prize money from back in the day, it's gotten, yeah. it's gotten better, right? Yeah, that's good. Didn't it it's used to be like a hundred grand or yeah, 50 yeah, grand? Or yeah. Yeah. It's good money. Life changing. Yeah. It's kind of a hunger game for adults. It says it's only had one season so far filmed on Chicago F. Chicago Island. That's weird. And I've never even heard of that island in Alaska. And the competition was cutthroat. Acts of sabotage were commonplace between contestants, including infamously setting rival campfire campfire campsites on fire. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is a little bit different. This is not the last person survivor. These teams, it's teams and they're, and they do, they go mess with each other's stuff. And if they the find U- you, the U.S. Forest Service authorized Netflix and BBC to shoot the second season of Outlast in Little Duncan Bay, a popular fishing and hunting recreation area about 20 miles south of, southeast of Peter- Petersburg. I've heard of that area, Little Duncan Bay. Uh, Ray Bourne, Ray Born, Peterburg's district ranger, said a few charter pilots, boat captains, uh, uh, caterers, and borough officials told them that this would be an economic boom for the economy. They're bringing in about a million dollars into the community for this project, said Bourne. So there's economic value that way as we look at it. As part of our mission to help take care of the community, but not everybody in the community is happy. Of course, yeah. Not. Uh, least of all, substance users, which I thought, holy cow, you don't get that. Really, I don't guess any other state legally. <laughs> uh, well, we're a man. What do you think my elk and my deer is? That that's what keeps my 
machine rolling over here at this farmhouse boy we got to have us some meat in the freezer that's that's yeah i just i if i was at the deer lease and there was naked people running around as a you know filming a tv show that'd be that upset me naked <laughs> naked not all not all of them are naked i know i was just joking uh he was out uh let's see here the federal government usually prioritizes the interests of substance over commercial users in rural areas, but not in this case. In its decision memo, the Forest Service said the filming will affect access to substance resources within the proposed area, but the scale of impact on substance is not significant within the overall traditional use area. Oh, so the 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 five guys or 15 families that that was their hunting area but now the now they're not going to get to hunt there but they they've only been hunting there since they were children and grew that up hunting that. there and their their family yeah it talks about all the kids and the family that have you know killed their first deer or whatever in that area yeah uh, it doesn't matter yeah it's for tv the Forest Service opened up a week-long comment period to gather feedback on the permit. They notified about 450 interested parties in an email chain and addressed Petersburg Bureau Assembly to the local tribe, Petersburg Indian Association. About 50 people responded, and feedback was fairly mixed. I thought that was pretty good return on investment when you're dealing with Alaska number one email to Indian Associations. I mean, 50 replies is out of 450. Yeah, that's pretty, that is pretty seems good. Seems like a good return. Well, and, and, uh, but I think the Indian populations, if it's on Indian land at all, if there's the Indians, I think, I think they're in tune with, I, I don't mean that as like they're in tune with their land because they're Indians, but they do pay attention to what's going on. One commenter in their noted area. That, the, that the area is sacred to indigenous people. So in there camp, you go. The district is looking into this claim, but the ranger born believe the filming activities won't compromise the physical integrity of the site. I would say if they're setting fire to each other's campsites, there could be some physical integrity that goes disturbed. But I mean, at a at a certain point, uh, at a certain point, I surely mean, there's other surely there's other places that they could be doing that that doesn't affect. And there are other places in Alaska that well, there's there's tons of wilderness, right? But at the same time, you got to have access. The film crew's got to have access. You got to have some type of connection to. And realistically, you're filming a show. You got to have some type of connection to well, and they something right. They, you and, can't and as truly much as be you in the think, as much as they play off of these people being in these uh, uber ultra remote places, if you really know where they are, you can drive over there. Yeah, and a lot of them, for sure, you can float plane and boat over there. And yeah, they got to be within within an area but like some of them are on these islands that are they just have these islands where they do them that are off the alaskan coast and they can get back and forth pretty quickly 
This week's anyway, Bible verse comes from Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, 11. So in my world that comes from my mouth, it does not return to me empty. Instead, it does what I want and accomplishes what I intended. Isaiah 55, 11. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Same place, same time next week. Close it out. All right. Hey, folks, we want to encourage you this week. Get the kids off the couch. Take them for a walk in the park. Show them the birds, the trees. Take them hunting. Take them fishing. We don't care what it is as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. If you'd like to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church, we can help you with that. Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. If you'd like to donate and get a kid outside, no kid left inside, Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. You can donate cars, cash, money, trucks, land, anything that you want, and it'll help the program to get kids outside. Uh, we're headed to church. Want to encourage you to go find you a good Bible-based church in your community somewhere. After all, it all belongs to him anyway. And uh, that's it for us from uh, Cody Ryan and... Uh, Isaac, the ranch hand, and myself, TJ Granny, just want to say God bless and regulators, let's mount up. The preacher man says it's the end of time, and the Mississippi River, she's a gold dry. is up and the stock market's down and you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods you see a woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun, a rifle and a four-wheel drive and a country boy can survive <laughs>